Welcome friends to the Someone Gets Me podcast. I am your host, Diane Allen, and I am so delighted that you're here. This podcast was created because I believe there is a visionary leader inside each one of us who is waiting to be seen. In each episode of Someone Gets Me, you will hear useful tips from successful visionaries who will share their stories about how being seen has allowed them to take their vision out into the world with action. Hey everybody, it's Diane here with Anna Choi. Now she is a conscious business coach and much more, really amazing woman. And today we are gonna talk about conscious business being good business. A conscious business means more than just being an entrepreneur or a business owner. It means your business of life, buying from conscious businesses, being a consumer of things and being aware and conscious. And so Anna and I met each other over this conversation of consciousness. So Anna's on the show with us and we are gonna have a conversation about being conscious in the business world. And so here we go. Anna, welcome so much to the show. Oh, thanks for having me, Dan. I'm so happy that you're here. So how about starting out with what got you started and even thinking about conscious business? Like how did you get to this spot? Cause you've done a lot of successful things leading here, but Tell me how this all got born. Yeah. So I would say my awakening to consciousness was in college. And I grew up in a suburban, you know, all white town as an Asian American. And, you know, you just kind of grew up in church, Christian church and everything. And then in kind of not sheltered, but kind of somewhat. Anyway, I went to college at the University of Washington and started learning about all these things in the world and, and in my classes. And I I like to say I transformed from an ignorant kind of suburbanite into a global conscious citizen who votes with your dollar, who is conscious about each choice that you make does impact like the entire world essentially when it ripples out. So that's what was the inception. And then my first business as a financial advisor, I specialized in socially responsible investing and impact investing, which then morphed into sustainable responsible impact or SRI investing. Right. And all that means is like, yeah, your money, where you invest, you get to choose, not just with negative screens of like, no tobacco or oil companies, but beyond that, who has women on their board? Who has, you know, non-slave practices in the supply chain, you know, who, right. but who's also doing the, not just the negative stuff, but the positive things, right? So forwarding diversity, et cetera. And right. that's, so not- yeah, go on. Yeah. So it's not just taking your money away from the things you disagree with. It's using your money to support the things that align with your values. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's very important. So your business now, you work with business leaders and you help conscious business leaders grow their consciousness and really make a bigger impact in the world. Yes. So what do you do for your consciousness? How do you do to grow your personal consciousness? Oh, I love this question. (laughs) I can go for days. I won't though. The the number one way on a micro level is through my morning ritual and bedtime rituals. And so I'll do my morning is my main one and making sure that I have what I call, honestly, I like three hours, but two hours will do of completely personal time. And I call it like a date with my soul. (laughs) And so when I wake up, Uh, that varies. I'll have different like 21 day challenges for myself. And sometimes 
uh, it'll be like doing bows or it'll be meditating or yoga movements. It depends and varies. And what right now I'm doing a fun one where I do like a minute of laughter. <laughs> anyway, so all those different things that help raise my energy, raise my consciousness from you know, just the default going through life, kind of waiting and responding to things. And it has me, yeah, just really clear out and create my tension for the day. Oh, that's beautiful. I love how you use laughter because I was just talking to somebody today about how laughter raises our vibration and raises yeah. our consciousness, just the excitement of it. And like, I was so excited to do this show with you today because I'm like, I know we're going to laugh and have fun. And, and it's near the end of the day for me. So usually I'm like winding down and I'm like, oh yeah, this is going to be a great way to, to end my work day, so to speak today. So I love how you mentioned that laughter. I think that's yeah. really important. And I think that sometimes people in business or people who are, you know, trying to make it, so to speak, these days get overly serious or distracted or fearful. And laughter is really good medicine, just, just to clear out the, the static and the gooky stuff, I say. Yeah, it cuts through the significance. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So what I would re really like to kind of dive deep into is the world is in the middle of this great transformation. It's moving faster than ever before. And there are people like myself who are a little older than you, kind of been doing this for a long time. And, we, and we've kind of got the wheels a little bit moving. And then thankfully, there are a lot of young awakening people like you who are, are coming up with us. And, it, and it's like the wave is really, really moving in the consciousness space. Yes. And so I would really like to dive in a little bit with you about how it feels for you. You're an Asian American, you're young, and this world is being goofy, but it's also evolving into something beautiful. How does that feel for you? What do you see for the future? How, give us a sense of like what goes on with you when you kind of look at this global consciousness situation. Yes. So it's, it's been long overdue. And I, th I think it was below the surface, all the you know, the whole 2020 year for, on one hand was, I don't want to swear, but <laughs> I'm going to say a shit show <laughs> and for, for many. Um, and it was this dichotomy at the same time as it was for our family who suddenly, you know, was homeschooling and remote working to also go within. And so all the conscious people are like really excited because this is what we've been waiting for. And it's the um, reckoning of it's the you know, got to surface the, the crap to, to clear out, right, right. as a global uh, community. And so from that perspective, just as a, just a, I guess, a human being or, or mom or business mom, um, it's been very exciting to right now, or I, like in particular, it's April of 2021, April 21 <laughs> of 21, we're able to, there's a, there's a, a how to explain it? I've noticed it like went, like people went inward and now things are kind of speeding up. And yes, there's like, you know, it could be wave, wave three or whatever, but there's also people are getting vaccinated. And so there's like a, it's like removing back, trying to go back to what it was, but it won't be ever again. Right. And yeah. I've now heard this like in multiple ways and you know, uh, what it's not just about masks, but um, it's a new way of operating in the world mm -hmm. and definitely in business. So 
there's a choice point again. I mean, there's always choice points, but a big one right now, I feel like as a, as a bigger consciousness mm -hmm. of, am I going to go back and return to the hustle and grind? Am I going to stand for that? Or am I going to just, you know, stand for the new reality that's already here if we embrace it? And you can see, I think there's, I haven't uh, researched this, so don't quote me, but um, I think a lot of people have left jobs or they're switching trans. There's a ton of transition happening. People are moving that they're realizing also that, oh, wow, this could be our last day. I mean, there's like this different state of consciousness available. So a lot of transitions there always mm -hmm. was, but I feel like it's very exacerbated right now. And people are having to choose, am I going to create that new live the new consciousness I am at that I discovered last year? or slide back to the old consciousness I was in of the more do better rat race crap, you know, ego driven uh, well, yeah. kind of world. Right. So like, I always say that once the door gets kicked in, you, you can't close it again. And so I I'm watching some people known to me personally, and then just out in the world too, that I see that are trying to go back. Like we're going to go yes. back. We're going to get back to normalcy, that whole idea of getting back to which I say that's not possible, that the universe is always expanding. It's always evolving and always moving forward. So the whole idea of going back is an egoic concept that doesn't even apply in the situation. And so I say thinking it's not even here. It's not reality. Yeah. Right. It's not even real. And so then what happens is those people are always um, being angry, frustrated, they have a real difficult time, discord, get physical illness, injury, act up, and those kinds of things versus living a life of surrender and being willing to choose to evolve and move for as a way of moving forward. Yes. I mean, it's really fascinating because, and I don't want to judge anyone, right? Because everyone's going to have their path. But at the same time, I don't even notice it right now. I know that sounds strange, but I'm just like, all right, let's go, you know, let's create business, right? Like there's not a, oh, if everybody goes there on a personal level, yes. Cause I have to make choices about school for my son or not. Am I going to continue homeschooling? But on a business level and more global level, it's nice. There's no friction and no, um, not regret, but like a calling for the past that allows mm -hmm. one to then create newly, um, that's very freeing and yes. possible for everyone to come from if yes. they want, if they choose. Right. So I, I like stand facing forward and I just choose to keep moving forward. And yeah. to me, that's beauty and elegance and a simplicity that is so sweet and so delightful and creative and has within it all these like kind of like pregnant opportunities of all different things to check out everywhere. I was going to say, like, the, there's bigger disruptions on their way. So if you're still looking right. behind you, like, Neuralink coming out, and then you've got Skylink now is live. We're, we're going to get on the wait list, which is, if people don't know what that is, it's Elon Musk's, like, network of global satellites, which allows internet anywhere in all rural places, which, if you think about the impact of suddenly all, like, billions more online or, you know, at little being able to keep up at the speed of processing computers, like, that's going to be way more disruptive, I think. Than the yes. pandemic at this point, <laughs> not in a bad way or a good way, just like something to contend with of, of how do we want to live? How, how, you know, 
in this speeding up of tech and, and processing, how do we slow down and, and or still stay grounded and stay conscious, right? Right. How do you stay grounded and still speed up with technology and things and stay within ourselves and stay in alignment? Like that's an interesting thing because when we start waking up and once you're awake, you, you know, going back to sleep doesn't work. So there's <laughs> all of these things and there is one disruption after the other because for me, I call it like the art of the disruption, right? Where when there's a big disruption of any kind, it requires the person or group, or in this case, the planet, to become more honest. Mm. It requires a sense of deeper honesty of the beings. And from there, we move, we move forward into wherever, you know, depending on the person's choices. And so good business, conscious business, being a good consumer and really paying attention to all of these things has to do with that inner integrity and that inner alignment. Yes. So when you look at it as a business mom, you have you, um, your mom. So when you look at our children and you see their future and the possibilities for them, what do you feel? What do you see? Oh, I actually have lots and lots of hope for our children, <laughs> even though on one hand it's like, oh my gosh, climate change, we're going to destroy ourselves or whatever. Um, they're so aware, this next generation, in ways I cannot even imagine, um, if we allow them to rise up and be the leaders that they already are. If they continue, you know, it's less about age even and more about consciousness, because if you have conscious parents, they're going to raise more conscious kids. If not, it doesn't really matter if they're young, they could still have old thinking, right? Right. So yep. it really is about what's possible. There's... Um, in my TEDx cohort of our TEDx speakers, there was a group of teenage high school girls and they just were so unstoppable. I mean, they were like, oh, here's a problem with this. They started a school garden, it like scaled. They, like, they just kept taking actions and highly, highly smart and, and able to cultivate resources. And I was shocked that they could accomplish so much. And it's not just a few prodigies, it's truly, I mean, all kids can make a difference. So I have, I don't even wanna say hope because that's, doesn't really take you anywhere. <laughs> it's more right. like um, it's it's it's. I'm gonna say it's a coin toss of what will happen. But our job and our role is to nurture that potential and that consciousness so that they can accelerate. You know the change. Yeah. Right, because we can only impact what we can impact. Knowing it connects to everything. It all ripples out. So the more we really nurture the higher consciousness in ourselves and our children, then that positive impact can't help but happen. There's also a ton of funding going on, like in reality. Um, so I went to the Wisdom 2.0 conference, which is about mindfulness and tech and how does that connect? So there was um, the guy, oh my gosh, Tony Fidel, who co-created the iPhone and made the iPod. I might they believe that's right. <laughs> anyway, he, you know, pretty much just invests in, in conscious businesses everywhere. And he's like, oh yeah, the Impossible Burger, all that stuff. He's like, we did that a long time ago. We're funding um, like some amazing new things that are right now very bleeding edge, so to speak. And so yeah. there's that happening. Um, and then there's also uh, from... Oh, what's the other thing? 
I might be bought. I'm not remembering that right now, but <laughs> anyway, there's a lot of exciting actual funding happening into conscious businesses on a very global scale that gives me a lot of hope after going to that conference of people ending racism, of people, social justice, you know, from all angles, of education, transforming what that looks like. So it's up to us each moment to choose where we're going to keep causing a ripple impact or not in right. our next generation being able to carry the torch. Right. Well, I always say that we're always making an impact. And so we get to choose what kind, you know, whether it's evolutionary moving forward and raising consciousness, or is it devolving and creating more angst and difficulty, yes. strife, you know, yes. thrashing around, I call it. We don't, we don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> That's not fun. Yeah, we don't have to overcome hardship. This is a pattern I've, I've been working on myself for. Oh, wait, you can have what you want without hardship. You don't have to like, find the hardship to overcome, right? That's kind of an old paradigm that we're moving out of. Right. And, and, and I had somebody to me to the other day say to me this similar thing by going, I always learn things the hard way. And I'm like, you can release that idea if you'd like, and you don't have to keep learning things the hard way. It doesn't yes. have to happen that way. You can keep creating it, but it, it yes. you can be free of it as well. And they looked at me a little curious, like, really? Exactly. And I went, well, you don't, you know, you can have, have greatness and goodness and consciousness without so much difficulty that you wonder how you lived through it. You know, totally. right? Yeah. <laughs> so, Anna, what do you do for fun? What do you like to do for fun? For fun? Okay, I love, oh, so I do Taekwondo and I love, um, it's like a lot of lessons through the body. Mm -hmm. <laughs> One of my big ones is like, slow down. I literally go too fast when I spin and do a kick and it's so parallel to my life. And then I also love <laughs> singing. I just had a voice lesson today and Oh, this is so good. So <laughs> there's like a pure sound you can create with your head voice. We have a chest voice and head voice. They use different muscles. And so I'm retraining my throat chakra to, which I think has baggage there anyway, to be able to sing pure notes. And it requires my face to, to make this oh, surprised yawn look to access the higher register for your head voice. And I'm trying to do this. And my voice lesson teacher is like, make your mouth more of an O. She's like, you're just yawning, relax. And I'm having the hardest time and my brows furrow and I'm tight in my face and I can't make the sound. And I remember it, it was so fascinating to think that is a very good metaphor of consciousness today. Cause it's like, there's these old patterns and it was, I was surprised how hard it was to relax my face and be like, oh, and it would get stuck in my throat. And by relaxing, aka being conscious, like by allowing my my natural sound, allowing oh, versus like straining and trying and overcoming hardship, right? Like it just, it naturally comes out really loud and pure. And I think as a collective consciousness, we're, we're allowing that natural note, that song to come out that has been in the past strained and tense and it feels weird is what I'm trying to say and to, to, to as a collective relax the face and allow it's very counterintuitive it threatens the ego the ego's like no I gotta work hard and instead we have to relax sorry that was kind of a tangent there <laughs> oh, no I don't think it was a yeah. tangent at all it totally goes because I think that's so it's a perfect metaphor for it and I think it's so completely true and we have to just re relax and allow 
because the answers and the power and the light and the vibrancy is all within us trying to come out. And so I was thinking when you were saying that about the tense throat, I was thinking about when you put the air in the balloon and then you pull the balloon and goes, yeah, (laughs) you know, and it's like, and that's what so many people are doing. And I think that's sore throats and that's throat cancer and that's all of that gooky stuff that when you relax and allow and you let it just really emerge through you and you trust that's how your consciousness comes higher purely, you know, and, and it works. I think that's a beautiful story. I don't think it was a tangent at all. I was like, yeah, this true. I, I, I just find it fascinating that our body is literally like such an indicator for everything and how, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just imagining, I, I guess there's parts in your actual body, not just your face that the sound wants to come out and it cannot. So she was teaching me, she's like, you want to move while you're, while you're singing like, oh, I'm, okay, I'm just making noises right now. But you know, you wanna, when you, when you move my, my volume went up like 10 times and that's kind of like our latent potential that's there in our bodies, but it's stuck. And until we like move through it, right? It can't sing and it can't project and expand and be loud. So I just, anyway, the body's amazing. <laughs> so right. Funny. Well, the body's the perfect feedback loop. And so that's what you're saying is like, you know, so if you got all kinds of tightness in your body or you feel all whatever, maybe make some noise and sing or just make noise and move and allow that energy to free up so that it can be expressed in whatever powerful, neat way it's meant to be expressed. Exactly. And then in that, the energy rises and the consciousness rises by definition. Yes. Movement is like such a big thing right now in sound healing in general, right? To really work with the body to allow one's consciousness to raise. And I'm just, it's so simple. Smile, you know, we talked about seeing, dance, like just have fun. It it feels guilty, like we should be working harder, but that's the, just take pleasure, you know, like really sing. So I wrote my first song and composed it when I was taking the 16 day road trip to the Southwest. Right. And that's my new favorite thing I want to create more time for. But yeah. That's amazing. And you know, you you just reminded me that so many people like my age and older who've been doing consciousness work have, we're still having to undo some of those previous teachings of work like a machine. And if you're not grinding all the time and you don't drive yourself into the ground, it's not noble. (laughs) And all of those. I don't think it's an older age thing. I think it's that everyone has that. That's what all my clients deal with. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so- it takes a lot to like say, no, 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 you come first. It's a whole, you know, let's flip it. And that conscious people, we, we have flipped it ourselves and we're teaching other people to flip it, but we still have to work through those little tendrils and those little things that keep showing up. And sometimes it comes in big that, wait a second, you know, oh no, 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 we're doing it this way now. We're doing it this way now. <laughs> I had, I'm, so I'm writing a book, right? And one of my book coaches was like, okay, tell me what it's about. And we're trying to figure out the plan, launch plan and all that. And I, I start sharing about the road trip and making the song. And I'm getting excited. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 that's, this is just a side note. Sorry, I got, you know, distracted. She goes, no, Anna, that is the note. That is the note. And I'm like, wait a second. And my whole life kind of flashed before my eyes as far as realizing all the moments in time that I have made the side note, the hobbies, the pleasure after my work is done, like always the side note and it is the note. And so I'm making a big, bold move and I had to follow and walk my talk. And so I'm taking like, not a sabbatical, but somewhat where I closed off all my client 
calls for the next two months to really deep dive into the creative process and allow that idea to birth. And my ego went nuts. It was like, you're gonna fail. You're gonna like lose all your momentum. You're gonna lose all your clients. How? Could, I mean, oh my gosh, it was so scary. And and so I took the actions, and it wasn't like total relief initially, but I had to work through that paradigm. Yeah. My old like work, 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 work. And so I'm now on the other side, but I just I'm. It's actually the the period hasn't started of my two months, kind of on this creative sabbatical, I should say. Uh -huh. um, but it's it's freeing here. It's it's like oh I didn't die, it is okay, right? And only then can I then coach like my clients, like Olivia, who's a pain physician in Australia, right? And and have them also be able to teach that to their clients. But you can't do that until you are able to do that. Right. Well, you have to be able to trust that process because I I have several books out, like seven I think, and and I'm getting I'm working on the eighth one. So if you need any support or anything, just call Please. me. Please, absolutely. And, we should. Um, we should. It'd be really fun. That'd be fun. And, yeah. and I'm working on a really cool book now that I started working on a while ago, and then it changed direction, and then it went back somewhere else. And I keep getting all these insights, and now it's starting to weave together. Like, oh, okay, that's the vision, and that that's what spirit's trying to work through me, you know, and everything. Yeah. And, um, and it's really, really powerful to be in that creative space and give ourselves permission to do it. And the ego wants us to think everything's going to crash and burn. Well, really, it all gets ignited. And yeah. so the ego is not our amigo. I say that all the time. And so it's quite the opposite of what our head says. Our head says, oh, don't do that. But when we unleash that potential and that process, then all bets are off. Everything is even more amazing than even we can conceive of when we start. We can't yes. even see it. Yes. You said the ego is not our what? Amigo. Oh, that's funny. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's, you know, it'll say stuff to us like, oh, don't do that. Oh my God. What are you doing? And I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. It's just freaking out. This is the other big pattern at least. Okay. So I kind of take it right. Our personal patterns are the world's patterns too, but right. the whole like uh, slowing down with our mind as well, mm -hmm. freaking out and then going into our heart and expressing from the heart. Yes. That practice, oh my goodness, I'm like so used to coming from the head and thinking about my feelings from my head, not from my heart, right? And I, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still a student at this, but practicing yeah. listening to the heart, acting on the heart, speaking from the heart adds a lot more yin to that yang, 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 mind, ego, energy. Yeah, yeah. That's how we, we're all trained, you know, trained to live with our head first our, and our mind first. It's really our heart has more more vibrational power. energy and way more yeah, power in every way. And, uh, and it's funny. Cause I just had, I had a conversation with a client last week, I guess, and we we're talking about the head and the heart thing. And, uh, he's a musician and writes from his heart. And then his head will either try to stomp on it or just backs totally off. Like he's, he's trying to manage how to keep his, his intellect as the supporting actor and helping out and, and doing some of the logistical human three-dimensional things while letting his heart like really lead the show in the music part. And so he's one of the few people that I actually work with that goes the other way, that I have to go from heart to head, not head to heart. Oh, interesting. I could see that, right? There's extremes. Mm -hmm. They got the poor artist as opposed, you know, can't make money or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, this person's quite famous. And so he has made his living for his entire career and a very good one that way but yet the personal struggle is the 
is where is the ego? Where is the head trying to squash this or change it or move it? And, and so there's always that little dance. There's always that little dance between our head and our ego and our heart and our soul. Mm-hmm. You know, I yes. kind of see it as all yes. three, totally. you know, like you're saying. Yeah, right. Right. You can't miss the other ones. <laughs> and our body, we kind of miss, but right. that's the fourth one. Mind, heart, body, soul. Right. Well, I always, I think there's, I always see five. I see the mind, the emotions, the physical being and our environment, which I kind of put physical all together. And then our soul and our social circles who we're connected to and oh. our connections, whether they're our family or our friends or whatever, all of our connections and our peer groups really yes. affect our energetics. Completely. We're connected right? to the so, right? So if you're hanging around low energy all the time and you're the high energy person you'll bring them energy but you'll end up tired right totally and so i, I kind of see all five of those always there's always like a like a play it's like it's like a movement like which ones are going to be running the show more where who's more dominant who's who's doing what and so it's a very interesting dance depending on what we're doing or what the situation is totally 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 yeah i think it's i think it's really really fun so you're going to take two months and you're going to write this book and do creative things. We'll probably write more songs and sing things. Right? Yeah, and do more homeschooling with my son too. But yeah, more homeschooling. What about your TV shows? Are you going to do those still, or are you not yeah, going to do those? Yeah, the book and TV shows is like the main focus. Okay, yes. good. Yes, because I'm excited too about those TV shows that we were talking about. Why don't you tell uh, everybody yeah. about the TV shows that you're doing? Because I know, yeah. but listeners don't know. Yes, so it's just through our cable access TV. So I'm not clear. It'll. I'm going to repost to my um, YouTube channel, Energy TV. So people can see it there because I think it might just be a local thing. I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, so the first one is called Anna Uncut, the business mom. And that'll just chronicle like basically the life journey and I'll give business kind of advice from also a mom perspective and from as a homeschooler now too and, and lots of tra- and travel. And then the next, the other episode is, or not episode, but series is called um, energize with Anna. And so that's going to be bringing Qigong and yoga and office exercises. We do not move our bodies. It is such an intelligent being. And how can we integrate that to really master our energy? So that'll be wonderful. So you're going to put those on your YouTube channel. So we'll put the links to your YouTube channel in the show notes so that you can go subscribe and follow Anna. I think that'd be really great. I'm going to do that because I, I think it would be really fun to see what you're sharing both in your uncut part, because it's a balance, you know, being a mom and homeschooling and running a business and being creative and, and caring about consciousness and growing and evolving yourself. That's a, that is a really neat, interesting mix. And I think that a lot of people could get value out of it, whether they're a mom or not, or whether they're a woman or not, anybody could get value out of it. And then of course the movement part, I think everybody could use too, because I don't think people move enough. Yes, this is, all of these are parts of like our alive model that we really like to use with clients um, as far as like A is like allowing more yin to your yang. So this little creative sabbatical is like an example of that or making sure that you take off a vacation, like at least I think one week every quarter at a minimum, Mm -hmm. if not like six to eight weeks. (laughs) And then there's listening within, which is really what we're talking about with, you know, more the inner wisdom and consulting with different advisors in your committee, so to speak. Right. And then there's the investing in you. So making sure you come first. A lot of my clients, oh my goodness, they will do the soul sucking thing that makes money before doing the thing they love because 
that urgent hustle thing is still there. Right. It's still alive in our, in our world, whether we like it or not. <laughs> right. I know. And then valuing your fears. So that's really using that as a teacher, as opposed to, oh, something to avoid or fix or fight. Right. And then energizing your daily flow. So that's where the TV show will really come in as far as the movement, like the actual movement required in the day to really make sure you're staying high vibing. Yeah. Oh, that's really amazing. So if somebody is like got a desk job all the time, or like, you know, like most people are living on zoom half the day or doing computer work all day long. And they're like sitting, 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 sitting. What are some things they could do to kind of energize themselves? If like, say they have like a three minute break or a five minute break, or they're in between meetings and, you know, they can't go for a long walk or they can't go hang out in nature. What is something they could do to energize themselves just sitting in their chair or, or even standing at their desk? Yes. So if, this one might look kind of silly, <laughs> but I'll give you ones that you can do incognito first, okay? So we've got the good old pinky thumb. So if you put both of your fists out, like you're going to punch someone, and you put out one thumb and one pinky. Okay. And then you close both fists and flip, switch. So the other thumb and the other pinky, and you go back and forth like oh, this. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's kind of like rubbing your head and tummy, that thing, you know? Uh-huh. Okay, so that's one. And I everyone's kind of clumsy with it at first and like, whoa, it's harder to do. But then you get better as it as the pattern comes on. Another one is intestinals, and that's where you put your both your thumbs and your belly button and you relax the rest of your hands. So it makes like a triangle. So your mm-hmm. fingertips touch, your thumbs are touching. And in that center of that triangle, if you go straight back to the middle of your body picture and put your awareness in basically your second chakra, right? Your core. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you suck your belly button into your spine and relax, suck it in again and kind of pump. So it's kind of like a sitting crunch. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing is really moving along your intestines. On average, you know, some studies say you have 10 to 15 pounds of waste, even if it's good, like veganish food, it putrefies if you're not moving it along. And most of us aren't exercising our internal organs, we're just doing our muscles on the outside. So by just keep pumping. If you're listening to this, you can start to feel it burn and get hot, right? Right. And it's also an Eastern philosophy um, of this concept, water up, fire down, where if you have a hot head, that's always pissed off about the latest tech thing that just happened, or or like all this stuff that's happening, and we have colder (laughs) guts, right? Stiff, you know, might get constipated, whatever. Here, you by doing this exercise, you reverse it back to its natural circulation state where your kidneys can cool off your, your brain and have a cool head. And then you could feel your belly getting warm. And that's like our optimum state for, uh, performance for energy mastery. And, um, it does, there's so many, so many, so many benefits. So as a martial artist that the same principles apply, but right. in general, that's another awesome one for the office. And there's, you know, you can do calf races, you can kind of do pushups against the wall. You can do kind of traditional, more exercise movements as well. Well, I love that that movement with with your hands at the belly button part to bring heat there because sometimes like I have I have emotional overexcitabilities as a gifted person. So when something happens, my emotions go boom really fast. They're very intense. Either totally joy like wow ah! or I'm really angry or I'm really sad and then then it comes right back down. It's like a wave and then I'm good. You know, it's it's not and that's just how emotional overexcitabilities are. So I just kind of learn how to ride them. And so, and I do that breathing sometimes 
um, because it massages the vagus nerve to help calm the system, but I didn't have the awareness in that other same way that you did. Like, it's the same thing, but I love how you said that. I'm like, oh, that makes yes. sense of the kidneys. Like I was, I was following it with you and I'm like, I love that. I love now. I love all the layers. I love how the answer is yes. Yes. And you can look at it vagus nerve wise. You can look at it. It just feels good for your ab muscles. And then you can look at it. It really helps out your intestines and your kidneys and your head. And it makes it so that you can be more joyful and productive. So any way you want to look at it, right? there's, there's a benefit. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. That's great. I know, it's, it's helpful to go in layers like the this science wise, I mean, you're just pumping blood and oxygen down there, right? <laughs> right. And then right. your, your, your organs can function more optimally as far as like absorbing nutrients and then excreting waste, you know, and then if it's just stagnating there. Um, yeah. Right. So if we're just sitting all the time, if somebody's just sitting, 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 you have to do something to move it through your body, move your body around, get the energy flow going. Yes. You know? Yeah, totally. So what's the most memorable food you've ever eaten? Ooh. <laughs> I mean, you've, you've, you've had a lot of really amazing, fun experiences in your life. And I love to ask people who I know have had amazing experiences. Like, you know, you think back, like, what's the most memorable one that food you've eaten? That's funny. So I have been in multiple places around the world, but my, what's coming up right now is the most memorable is this vegan creme brulee I made for myself on a date night for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I went, I like, I like doing dates with your soul, you know, and mm -hmm. doing what nobody ever does that you want. And I wanted homemade vegan crimble. So it's made out of cashews and you have to soak them and in, instead of, you know, it's a dairy free alternative. So you have to torch it. Anyway, it's delicious. It was the best. Thing. I love creme brulee. So I'm going to have to try vegan creme brulee with cashews. That would be yes. really good. I have the recipe I can send you. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make that. <laughs> I'm trying to think globally. Like screening through, there's been so many. I remember one time going to Korea and they like, we went into the yard and there was in a cage like this kind of beautiful bird. And I was like, oh, wow, it's so cool. And then when we sat down. Oh no! This is back before I was vegan. I like saw the thing cooked with its head cut off in front of us, but they don't really like defeather it a lot. It's like the whole thing kind of. That was surprising. <laughs> yeah, that was a little surprising. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> and and so you're vegan now. Yes. Yes. So how is being? Ish. I like to say ish because how I'm not how being stupid. how being vegan ish? How is that supporting your growing consciousness? Oh gosh, this is my soapbox, man. <laughs> I'm like, I'll try to contain it. No, um, I'll let the fruit flag fly. So, uh, so my okay. There's there's multiple layers of why I chose to be vegan because I grew up on Korean food, which is a lot of it's like bulgogi, kalbi is like meat and like red meat, and it's awesome and marinated and delicious. Um, and it's the way we commune and how my mother loved me right it was through cooking this amazing meat base and she loves meat <laughs> yeah. put extra in the spaghetti so um i watched a bunch of documentaries on everything vegetarian and vegan because i was at this cafe that was raw food cafe and so i got uh so how does it raise my consciousness is well for me it's about being a conscious consumer and so a lot of the meat-based industry contributes to climate change 
from the shipping of the meat to the carbon um, to just the straight up poop. There's piles and piles of poop that that emits mm -hmm. the you know CO2, and it's 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 not just animal practices, although that's in many forms inhumane, you know. But the, but there's bad energy because like the the workers there have to like do all the butchering. It, they have like higher suicide rates. I mean, there's like that whole ripple effect. And then there's the sustainable, um, the health impact as well in your consciousness, your body's your temple, right? So if there was suffering that you're ingesting, right, that goes into your body aside from just the, the toxins or pesticides or things that might also be in there. Right. Um, and so there's, there's a, there's a really good documentary, a lot of documentaries <laughs> converted me. Um, right. And on one of them, my friend is like super anal about fact checking like everything and is a super researcher. And when, oh, I'm forgetting the name of it, the documentary right now, cause I've seen so many, but uh, this was the game changer. Cause he's like, I don't really care about the, sorry, the animal rights or about all the environmental reasons even. He's like, it was just a health case, a case for health. And just over time, plant-based versus animal-based protein is just, rejuvenating better for your cells, et cetera, than, than animal-based. So anyway, um, I don't, it's, it's not a, uh, missing for me with me anymore. Um, it's, it just in the food I choose to bring into my body, I want it to be as full as much energy and, you know, Shakti as my spiritual teacher would say as possible. And so that's like the most conscious part is like what I'm ingesting has had a good process from yeah. the very source of where it came from, ideally like an organic sustainable farm, right? With no GMOs, pesticides, and then coming in loving hands all the way, you know, 17 hands, I'm just making that number up, but going, you know, from the harvester to the store to the people handling at the store to your bag, that that whole process is also conscious, which allows you to like appreciate as you're eating. Anyway, so it's, do I do that every meal time? No, but it's just a the whole process is being very conscious of what goes into your temple and impacts, you know, what you put in your body obviously impacts who you get to be emotionally on all four levels that we talked about mind, body, heart, and spirit. Right. Oh, that's beautiful. That, and I, I totally get that. Cause there's times when I've been like all plant-based and then there's times where I haven't been, and I've gone through all these different times of my life, kind of basically paying attention to what my body needs or wants or is asking for. Yes. And I can feel a difference. And I think the more we raise our consciousness, the more sensitive we are, more aware we are to it. Like we can feel it differently. Just like you can feel those muscles when you were singing. Like it's like I had a, a client um, who's introduced me to one of their relatives and the relative who was younger said, I was eating a fish and I could connect to that energy of the fish. So I will mm. never eat another fish again. They're totally mm. like plant-based because you can connect with that. And, and wow. the other, the other older people at the table were like, what? And I like, totally <laughs> what he was talking about. Like, talking about. Yeah. I totally got it. So there's, there's all these changes in the consciousness going on in the world. And so it's so delightful to know you as a consciousness leader and working oh. with business owners and people to really keep raising their consciousness, which means you're also raising your consciousness and to bring that message and to bring the importance of being a conscious consumer, being a conscious human being, a parent, you know, business owner, it goes like all the way across our whole lives. And I, and I have such great respect for you and you inspire me 
just to know you. So I'm really glad that you were here to share with everybody today. And so before I ask you my final question of the night, is there anything you wanted to talk about today that I didn't ask you about? Because I know I just, I asked you all these really amazing questions, but you might've had something you wanted to share with everybody that I didn't think about. So is there anything that I left unsaid? Probably just how I help people maybe. So that might be useful. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I I typically am working with um, high conscious, you know, entrepreneurs that want to be able to prevent like prevent burnout and grow their business in flow so like for example i have a client named stephanie and she always had a really as a health insurance agent had a particular season kind of like a tax season with the cpa might of just to hustle and grind you know just suck it up for that quarter and and then you can rest and so this was an awesome challenge where we, we were able to apply that alive model i was talking about earlier and really uh, first, plan out all her vacations, number one. So she had her end and she had like rewards. And then number two is really hack into her day to day and create a conscious schedule that fit her flow. So she double book, you know, went late on Thursday nights, for example, but slept in on Fridays. And, and then from there, she actually let go and trust with her team and started doing the fun things that replenished her, like she's also in singing and loves like thrift shopping and she started a walking club so much that there was such a transformation during the busiest season that when she walked down into the foyer her competitor was like are you in business still and she's like yeah why do you ask she's like how can you be she was posting flyers for her chorus concert (laughs) she's like how can you have time to do that during the busiest season and Stephanie's like my business coach (laughs) so she was able to completely grow and flow. And that's what I'm here for because I have a heart mm-hmm. for conscious entrepreneurs, whether you have a job and there might be a side hustle or you just have your own business and really being able to master your own energy and, and grow and flow. Oh, that's beautiful. Grow and flow. Yes. I love it. And to be alive, it all yeah. goes together perfectly. That's beautiful. And so all the links to how to follow Anna and her website and everything are in the show notes along with her bio. So you can check that out and follow her and let her know you heard here, you, her here on Someone Gets Me. And then um, she will know that you were entertained by this conversation. Okay, so the last question of the night is that we're going to put a billboard up that the whole world is going to see with Anna's quote on it. What quote is going to be on the billboard that you would like the whole world to see? Your message. Oh, my go-to is always be the change you wish to see in the world, but I'm trying to come up with a more <laughs> creative <laughs> one than that. I'm going to make up one of just from Anna versus from like Anna. someone else. Right. An, an Anna quote where it'll say Anna at the bottom. Yes. An Anna quote. I would just say, um, You are consciousness itself and can create anything you want. I love that. You are consciousness itself and can create anything you want. Yay. That is a great billboard. Again, thank you so much for being on the show and spending time with us and sharing your aliveness, your smile, your vibrancy, and inspiring me and giving me hope for the future. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Diane. It's been a pleasure. 
So remember, everybody, keep your face to the sun so the shadows fall behind you because you're a rock star. You're here on purpose with a purpose. So go out there, raise your light, raise your consciousness, be that lighthouse in the world and allow yourself to shine, thrive, and as Anna would say, be alive. See you next time. Someone gets me. Be well. Thank you for listening. I trust you gained some valuable inspiration and information. Please join me and other visionaries in the Someone Gets Me Facebook group. Or for more information on my services and additional episodes, visit someonegetsme.com. Again, thanks for listening.